broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Hello and welcome to Nerd to Know Media on Phoenix 92.5 FM. My name is Keanu Calicon and joining us this week... It's me, Brain. I'm back again. Uh, me, Daryl O'Connor. What's up? How's everybody? Surviving. Oh God! It, like existing is like this. It is just this never-ending thing, isn't it? <laughs> just every week. Well, it's, it's, like, not ne- it's not. It's not never-ending. It it ends. Yeah, but it feels like it never ends. Is <laughs> the problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh god the great, uh... it's like it's like falling through a bottomless pit and then someone's going there is a bottom to this and you're like what boom <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know man you know like well, look i i i've been play, I'm playing a lot of uh, terminator uh, resistance and i yeah. finally finished it today before we went on and uh i don't know man i'm kind of pumped by that like post-apocalyptic world like you know, it's yeah, you're looking forward to it, are you? Yeah, well, cause... you know, if it has synth music and I get like a plasma gun, I'm like, yeah, man, this is rad. Like, yeah, I'll have to remember, like, that's like the heavy metal version of what of what the apocalypse will look like. It probably won't be that rad. See, that's the thing, mm-hmm. and then I'll be bummed out. I'll be like, it's Star Wars all over again. You know, like, like you have to remember, we're living in a cyberpunk dystopia, and it's nowhere near as cool as what cyberpunk's dystopia. See, is hold on a minute. We <laughs> are, but we're, we're like, we don't even have the cool technology where everything yeah. is slightly green. Yeah, and everyone's walking around in trench coats. It's like it's just this kind of lame 1984 no, dystopia yeah. without all the cool stuff. There's no, there's no rampant transhumanism going on. Well, there is. Well, just, it's, look, Elon Musk is doing the best that he can. <laughs> it's just, it's taken a while. Well, I mean, mar- is it, to be fair, mar- isn't it Blade Runner all our phones and fashion and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, no, no, it kind of is. But every, mm-hmm. see, look, I, I'm, for anyone who knows me, I'm a retro future. Um, I love me old tech, okay? Yeah. And my favorite future of the whole lot is like where everything is like, basically looks like it comes from the 1980s. Like that's yeah. that's the future I want, right? So you're not talking about like by 1969, man will have several colonies on the moon, that kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, it, it will, but everything will have like cool like um, CRT screens and there'll be like green hue to everything, and there's Linux terminals <laughs> everywhere. That's my future that I want, and right? So I'm kind of reckless abandoned for cable management. Exactly. Know, like... Exactly. So I, I'm kind of bummed out that we've gone the other way, where everything's just like horribly dystopian and it's not even cool because everything is just slightly bland yeah you know um i don't know i like i like having phones and apps and being able to record things and put them on spotify and all that kind of stuff the future ain't that bad no it's like i mean now is it's like again it's like it it's like i never i never thought a dystopia could be this bland and you know like 
know, it's like I'm angry, but I don't really know what at um, is kind of, like is the general mood. Yeah, fight the power, but you're not sure what the power is or yeah. what you do if you caught it or whatever. You know, you're just kind of like. <laughs> Well, I have the internet, yeah. so that's something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll the power right after this cat gift. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like, you know what? I have little cats and Netflix, so it's not so bad. Yeah. I don't know, Dara. I see you waking up one day and you're going to get your post-apocalyptic future. It's going to be like a load of porgs armed with laser guns coming over the hills. And you'll get your synthy music, but it won't be what you hoped for. Yeah. One can only hope. One can only hope, Kane. You know, it's like... <laughs> Uh, look, at the end of the game in uh, Terminator, you're, you know, it's basically setting up. For this game that nobody wanted and that nobody was expecting to be good is the most satisfying Terminator experience I've had in decades, right? It, it wraps everything up nicely. It feels like Terminator. You have a grand old time. And at the end of it, you, you literally, you're leading the, the attack from John Connor on the Skynet mainframe with awesome plasma weapons and you're like this is the coolest thing ever where have you been all my life and why is nobody (laughs) people just please buy this terminator game so we get a sequel to it or so the lads won't be on the dole because they did a great job (laughs) help the guys out come on (laughs) i just need these terminators queuing up at the post office for their dole money like the big metal ones Oh man, you know you got to think about because they put a lot of time into this, and nobody was expecting it to be good, and it, and that's everyone's reaction. Like even Jim Sterling and stuff was like, "This game is so good. Why is this game so good?" And nobody can understand why because apparently they made some like terrible tripe for the past couple of years, except for this one specific. Now to be fair, right? There's dogs and stuff in it, and the doggos are cool, but they look really weird because they're not rendered properly. So right. it's a very ugly looking game. But man. You know, there's bits where you're just in it, and you're you're you have there's all the dealt because you can't kill a Terminator with like a shotgun. You, they only die from plasma weapons. So if you run out of plasma, and you do at some points, um, you have to hide, and you have to be inventive with like tricking tricking them on mines and stuff because you know they're Terminators. So yeah, it's great. I love it. I think it's the best thing since Terminator Two. So. Wow, that is high praise. Not really, man. Everything since Terminator 2 has been bad. Yeah, it's a bit more of a damning uh, combination of everything that's evolved. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a more accurate kind of description of it. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. I know I talked about it last week, but I completed it this week and I spent a lot of time uh, in it. It's great. It's so good. But yeah, like, you know, if, if the world has to end, um, I would rather it be there where, you know, we get cool plasma guns and stuff rather than the blandness and nothing or Blade Runner if you get a Blade Runner future with transhumanism and stuff yeah mm. man that's rad too but yeah yeah. really have you have you seen Blade Runner I think the whole point of both Blade Runner movies is that the future is awful isn't it of course it is but it's still cool looking our, our current future is no better welcome to sci-fi this is yeah, what man. happens it's like <laughs> we were told how bad the future is going to be we yeah. just picked the wrong option <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, did, we didn't get like a, a Star Trek future where we're off in the stars. It's like no, yeah. Let's just you know, like like Star Wars is like one of the one of the very few like iterations of humanity's future that's like overwhelmingly positive. Positive yeah. about <laughs> about how it's well, like, and even now Picard is starting to kind of slant that towards that has anti and what is it anti AI anti synthetic yeah. people type. 
Blade Runner-y things in it now. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the thing, you know, apparently they were all, um, that's that's a very common kind of trope, you know, even like with the, the Matrix and stuff being like, you know, you got to watch out for AI because, yeah. you know, it's going to message you. Oh, Again, God. Terminator it, and the Matrix franchises that had so much potential, you know. Well, they still do, just in the right hands, you know. Like I, I would, you know, gladly defend the Matrix um, to the death, really. But it's just really it just lost. Yeah, I love the Matrix series and franchise. It's amazing. It's the most untapped of the whole lot. It's just um, yeah, money gone away. I think that's for the benefit of it. I mean, like outside of like the Animatrix and the first Matrix film, I really don't want to ever see anything related to the Matrix franchise ever again. The I think the first, the last two films just like it should have been one movie. Yeah, and I I wouldn't like well I wouldn't say like that they're meritless. It's like I mean I know for the the second one I just felt like every action set piece just went on like so much longer than was even necessary. Yeah, I've got the soundtrack. Every piece of music is like eight minutes long because all the action scenes are all that long. Although here's the thing, the soundtrack. For the Matrix, uh, the second Matrix is absolutely pumping. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's so you, good. But like, yeah, you have a great time. You're like, this is so cool. Yeah. But like, the, uh, look, the Matrix franchise is is unique because it wasn't it wasn't because of a lack of vision or because it was bad. It was purely for greed because they had nothing else. Yep. And they're like, mm. let's just bleed, destroy, and screw everything. And they did. Like, if they had just had <laughs> the Matrix one, yeah, the anime. Matrix, by the way, King. If they had the Matrix one, the Animatrix, mm-hmm. and then what? What was what was uh, Matrix two and three as one movie? Mm-hmm. I don't think people would be upset. No. But it's because no, they no, were like, no, it's just, you know, I don't, I, think, I don't think they would either. I think like, um, I think a huge, uh, I think it's just very much a case of like, with the way that like those films played out, and with all the kind of surrounding stuff like the Enter the Matrix game and uh, even Path of Neo. It just put a bad taste in people's mouths for the for the franchise. I thought the Enter the Matrix game was great, actually. Like, I oh, mean, right. they they filmed the, original the, scenes. They could the, hack it. You could hack the game on yeah. PlayStation. Like, that's a great feature. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's amazing. A, it's an incredibly unwieldy game to play now, though. <laughs> oh, the I, there's no doubt about it. But still, like as an experiment, it's great. Well, well oh, here's yeah. the thing with the Enter the Matrix uh, was my first experience using like a DOS command line because mm. that's what the hacking feature is and it's quite cool and mm. as like a 12 13 year old doing that that's out of this world like oh, I really unique you know um, I, I do think the Pat and Neo mm. got really good um, like if it, it was probably the game that people were expecting I know it was the game that I was mm. expecting in Enter the Matrix but again why was the Enter the Matrix bad because it was rushed out yeah. for money you know, if oh, they yeah. had it just let it chill, it would have been fine. But to be fair, what the Wachowski siblings did, um, where they had this like complete marketing blitz, where you got the movies and the games, that was so ahead of its time. Yeah, that Absolutely. I can't. Yeah, that I can't help and be like, man, that was cool. But it was like it was like them and um, and Lord of the Rings that were like just were so on everything for marketing. Yeah, and like. And don't forget the Star Wars prequels are around that time as well. Like, no, yeah, but the, the one, no, the one, the one no. That was, well, the one, no. 
Ah, uh, no, to be fair, you couldn't turn for Star Wars, like, in the years. Like, I mean, we've talked about that before with all the video but games. The, not the the stuff Star, around that Star time. Wars is a different animal. Yeah, like, see, okay. Uh, see, uh, the Matrix films were released within six uh, six months of each other. Lord of the Rings movies were in 12 months of each other. Correct. There was the Star Wars film. was an event. Had way more time and were treated yeah. a bit more like an like individual An event. event. But oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. The, like, oh, what, what I will say is, right? Sorry for interrupting your brain, uh, but I have to get the point out because to eat me alive. Um, <laughs> the like, we, like I remember being in school and when Lord of the Rings came out. Right, it was you know the, I was in first year, and that's when the first game came out. That's like the first movie came out, and then it was a big thing. Like we had read the books and stuff like that as well, so you know we were into it. But it was like a culturally relevant thing for about three years. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it just went away. The Matrix yeah. is kind of the same thing, where it was a huge cultural relevant thing for the first movie. Everybody kind of gave up after the second movie, and then it limped, limped its way back uh, in the third one. But you know, it, it there was enough there to be satisfied in it if you were a fan, and that's where you get the Enter the Matrix and stuff like that. When Star Wars was released, the only one that I remember like flopping like a turd was Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "What the hell is that?" But that said, well, the movie flopped. The animated series was there. The 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 uh, cartoon network network series was there as well. So oh, the Samurai movie. Jack looking one, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. Watching that again, that's great. Like that, that, that I love that series. But mm-hmm. that came out as well, and these were all things that um kind of added to it and always kept it like an event. And then eventually, it went away after the 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 last series was there. Yeah, but, Exactly, Revenge it. But even still, when the Star Wars movie came out, you knew a Star Wars movie was coming out. Lord yeah. of the Rings got close to that near the end. It's a, di- um, it's a different animal, though, because like yeah. the Lord of the Rings films were, were like it wasn't so much like the Fellowship of the Ring wasn't built as like a cinematic event. It was built as part one of the cinematic event. Yes, like, no yes. film is on its own a cinematic event. The three of them together is the event. And it's kind of the same thing that happened the same way, like the Matrix treated itself the same way with its sequels. And Star Wars kind of was like each film is on its own a cinematic event because that's kind of how they've always been. They've always been these kind of big, like for lack of a better word, blockbuster events that you're going to see and you're not going to see anything like this for quite some time. Even if it is only like three or four years, it's still, that's still how they want people to think about it. And that's a that's the way that they go with that uh, um like uh, that like i mean they like they started doing stuff like having the uh more video games coming out than god can produce and having the uh like having the Clone wars animated series because that's like because that, that was their way of supplementing it and kind of just keeping it in the popular culture but it's not i mean like the reality the the fact of the matter is when it comes to stuff like the um when it comes to stuff like uh the the Lord of the Rings films, like they've changed how films were marketed from a fundamental level. Because like the people were hyping up Lord of the Rings for about six months before it even released. Yeah, you, know? you can see that if you go back and look at some of the, the stuff from that time period as well. Yeah. Like there was like there was no there was no film during that period that was that was giving that was giving away DVDs of the trailer. Mm. In yeah. newspapers, Lord of the Rings had that. I remember it because I remember having the, watching it in like a terrible QuickTime player. 
Like, oh lord! Yeah, I remember going to the Lord of the Rings website and trying to track down the trailer and like all these little making of things. Mm-hmm. My memory of Lord of the Rings is not just that hype, but it also people really wanted to get into how it was made and how it was like cast and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that exploded with like those big, like also, six DVD box sets yeah. and things. You know. Yeah. Also, one of the things that's worth pointing out as well about the Matrix and uh, Lord of the Rings—they have the exact same producer in Barry Osborne. Really. Yes, that actually doesn't. I didn't shock know me. that. That doesn't yeah. shock me at all. It's because there's a lot of very similar, similar feel yep. to those movies. Mm. Actually, now that you mention it, because yeah. they they're very of their time. Like I think if Lord of the Rings came out now, as it was, I don't think it would have been as successful. Oh, well, Lord of the Rings, if it came out now, would have been a lot more micromanaged. Yeah, than correct. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have just hand Peter Jackson a blank check and said, "Hey." Go off to New Zealand and come back. Yeah. So, like the the thing with the like Lord of the Rings is like a really, um, like I've watched all the appendices, so all, that's where I get all the information from. Yeah. Like, it's such an interesting thing because originally it was supposed to be done by Miramax. Yeah, and Miramax wanted the whole thing to be one singular film, which would, would have been terrible. Yeah, and yeah. They, and like they had to fight to get it to two because they're like, there's just no way to do justice to this a thousand page book mm. in one film. Mm. And Miramax, was like, <laughs> fine, two films. And then, for whatever reason, the the agreement just fell through, and they just couldn't get Miramax. Just wouldn't wouldn't front the money for it, so they had to shop around again. And then they took it to New Line, who had been, especially in the late nineties, had been developing a bit of a reputation for taking chances and stuff. Um, even though, like, the the person who commissions their stuff could be a bit of a nightmare to pitch to, because you just he has a really good poker face. So you just don't really know what he's going to say. And they gave him the pitch for the two films, everything like that. And then he was like, who in their right mind would want to see a two-film version of Lord of the Rings? Which, you know, they're going... Because yeah. again, like, he's a stone-faced person, so they're like, who the, what the hell does that even mean? And they're just kind of like waiting, waiting and hoping he's going to say something else. And then he just went, it has to be three films <laughs> you know completely changes it but like i mean you look you look at how the hobbit turned out yeah versus lord of the rings and you get your very very clear answer of how a more modern version of lord of the rings would have been yeah that's and that's a very good point yeah it, like I, I mean like lord of the rings is one of those films where it's like it changed everything and in ways people don't really appreciate Hmm. and there's never well I'm not going to say there's never going to be a film like it but it's going to be a very long time before you see a film where a studio puts that level of trust in a creative team to get the job done because that film like those films it's crazy you're very very rarely will you see a film that's going yeah so in 15 months we're going to make three films um, with the same group and the same cast and they're going to like, hang on. So principal photography is going to be 15 months for one, for this, for three films. Are you insane? Mm. You know, like, and they're going like, so like, you know, how much are you going to be spending for digital? Oh, we're going to do minimal digital. We're going to try and do as much stuff as B movie quality as possible. What? And like, <laughs> it just wouldn't happen now. It's going to be so, it'll be so weird. <laughs> but even you know? still, like, you know, the way movies are made then mm. and at the time, digital effects weren't where they were yeah. and we have to thank George Lucas really for his um, progression of that 
you know, for 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 better or worse, you know, yeah, well, we would think... we wouldn't have the Marvel movies be what they are mm. without George Lucas's and uh, ILM. Like that's just a fact. Well, I mean, who did Tron as well? Because they're a big part of this. Thing. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, they, yeah, and pretty much any movie that you like that has amazing effects. Yeah, I am. I am are involved in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. But actually, just to talk more about the way was Weta, who aren't affiliated at all. Mm. But um, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry Keen, what are you saying? Now? Not at all. Sorry, I've gotten cross here. But I was going to say, you brought up the point that, like, you know, they made three films and they essentially made them together. That changed the way, like, because after that, you have Pirates of the Caribbean two and three being made together. You yeah. have. Like the Hunger Games, I think pretty much all three of them being made together. Whereas before, you would have made one film, you saw how it did, and if it yeah. did well, you'd commission a sequel. Then now, I think possibly still to this day, like with the Marvel films, now the dumb model is you make two or three of them at once and roll them out as a series, yeah. and then see if you want three more. Like that came from Lord yeah. of the Rings. Like it's yeah. more like, like TV. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, like I, movies became TV in a sense, the way they're made, and now they now they're literally TV, where the best the best movies can't hold a candle to TV, and mm. that we saw that then with movies with um, projects like Game Thrones up until it, the wheels fell off it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was going across the thing where this is the new TV. You know, and it's better mm. than TV, and then they just com- completely lost interest. And you know they've ruined what was probably the best TV show ever made. And, yeah. not, look, and I say that as somebody who isn't like. Here's the thing: I I worked on Game of Thrones. I'm in Game Game of Thrones a fair bit. I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan, like at all. Yeah, really. We've talked about it a few times in the show. Yeah, man. But that's just mean I'm a fan of it. Like yeah. it's I I like it. I don't hate it, yeah. but I'm not a fan. You know. So it's kind of. I can only imagine the devastation for somebody who is a fan to be like, oh man, you ruined my favorite show. <laughs> I remember saying, I don't know if I said this on the show before, but like um, way, way back when in another life, I, um, I aspired to be an engineer for broadcast. And like I applied to work as a, as a studio engineer for the production company who makes Lord of the Rings, or not Lord of the Rings, sorry, uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. And... I was there, like, I remember applying to them and then went, crap, I better watch that show now. <laughs> and at that, like, at that point, they just finished season five. Like, season five had just finished airing, so I just kind of binged right. the, sorry, season six finished. I just kind of binged the first six seasons in wow. about as many days. And yeah, like, I just came out of it going like, yeah, so it's a good show. But I mean, like, it's one of those things where like, um, like I think I like I I absolutely understand. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily say like even even if season eight like even if season eight did turn out really really well, I still wouldn't be going. Oh, it's the best show ever made because mm. there's some really good shows that are that are like equally that like even if it did come out really well, are equally up for that title. Yeah, you know? but you have to you have to think about stuff from a enormous perspective. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones was a a cultural touchstone up until it wasn't which yeah. I think is amazing you know really like it really is it was one of the points that everyone was talking about it. and look I, I read the books um, as far as I could because obviously they're not finished yeah. um, I I remember I was working on the third season and I was the only one on set who had read the books 
Mm. But they're all fans of the show. I'm like, I never watched an episode of the show. You know, <laughs> and I didn't watch it until like season five when I started actually watching it. When I was, Ooh, I just, that's what, a bad place to start. No, but I, I finished, I was on season five as well. And I'm like, I'll go back and I'll watch, I'll watch me yeah. in it. And then I'll go back and watch it again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crazy. This is wild, you know? So I just remember going from being that kind of tippy top musty TV to just being something that everybody was disappointed in. And it, but that said, it did change. It did kind of fulfill that prophecy of movies becoming TV and TV is where you go. So now we have it with, you know, people will rather sit and binge or watch Netflix than go to the movies or, you know, even with Star Wars, Star Wars now, the future of it really looks like it's going to be on TV. It's going to be on Disney plus rather than in theaters, which is crazy. But it's just one of those things that if we had have went like a little bit differently, this wouldn't have happened. But if all Mm. the stuff that we've talked about um, also didn't happen, you know, it yeah. would be somewhere completely different. And it's, it's just an interesting thought experiment to think, wow, 10 years ago. Well, well, think about it. 10 years ago, right? 2010. You know, the internet was what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think I was doing a podcast then I was. So I just started doing podcasting mm-hmm. properly in 2010. Uh, but the internet wasn't great. You know, it was okay. We didn't have streaming services. Yeah, uh, YouTube, but that's about, about it really for streaming. So. Yeah, and that was limited to like 15 minutes. So you're sitting there going, okay, the world has developed in such a way to facilitate this, but it's also a whole brave new world kind of things as well. So, mm. you know, I, like, but the, the knockdown effect of that is um, when it comes to old Hollywood and movies, they're so micromanaged because they're like, we're losing so much ground. And that's yeah. why there's so much micromanagement. And we've seen it now with like um, movies, like, um, I don't, I know you guys make fun of me for bringing up Star Wars all the time, but I don't. I don't want to. To be I fair, mean, I brought it up first on this one. I'll take the fall for that. I brought we mentioned Porgs earlier. Fair, fair, but even with um, you know, uh, what we've seen now, Birds of Prey or whatever, where they're and it's a movie that's not out yet. I want to see it, but the marketing tries to appeal to everybody mm. and be as safe as possible, but in the meantime, appeal to nobody, yeah. and that's something that we're really seeing the desperation of Hollywood with. So, you know, will it get better? It's funny though, Maybe, because but, like. It's really funny because, like, yeah, we're not we're seeing. It seems like anything, like the only times that like films are given any kind of freedom to do anything with is if they're going to be made cleverly and cheaply, like uh, with uh, like with Joker, or they're given a huge budget because they know there's going to be a solid return of investment on it, like in Avengers. Yeah, yeah. The reason, but I mean, I think with um, I think with the Marvel ones, like the anomaly because. This, the films are over. Like they're popular with just about. They're popular enough that it's like, eh, you know, we can give people the free reign that they need to make this work. Mm. There's yeah. a level of carefreeness about it. It's it's probably the same thing with. Um, I, th- I think with. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why the Into the Spider Verse film turned out so well was that they kind of just they, left them to it. They left them to it, but they, I don't think they were going. Like I think they're going. This is going to be a hit because it's a Spider-Man film. Yeah, and you know we'll give it the budget that it needs to be a decent animated film, but we don't really need to worry about it so much. It's not like um, it's not like Morbius where they had to where they made a real conscious effort to make sure they had Michael Keaton at the end of the trailer. Yeah, so well, you have to draw the line, don't you? You know, like 
I mean, like, again, like that's like probably one of, probably a pretty nice little moment from that film. But they had to do that to get people to go and see it. But see, they they did they did that before as well. We're like mm-hmm. we saw we saw that with the Zenith again with um, Amazing Spider Man Two, where that mm-hmm. whole movie was spoiled in the trailers and existed to set up an expanded universe that we wouldn't mm. get. Yep. We wouldn't get until literally it changes hands and kind of <laughs> st- and, and then not only changes hands, but they start like aping stuff from the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's something that you know we will be talking about um when we know more about it. Like I'm excited to see Morbius, but I'm also kind of excited to see what a train wreck this is going to be for the MCU. Because mm, I look, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a prediction here. The MCU yeah. is gonna go off the rails in its current state in about three years. Oh, that's not probably that's probably a pretty good prediction. Like, I mean, again, we've we've talked about this before. Like, the I mean, before this, the longest trend in cinematic history was westerns. It lasted thirteen years. Yeah, and, what I, like I think this I, I think it would have run its course naturally anyway in that sense. But what I mean in in this sense is. The, in their rush, in their rush, to, the main thing about the MCU, right? It was that it felt like a comic book universe in the sense that X, Y, and Z happened, so we had mm-hmm. a continuity that you could work mm-hmm. with, right? Um, if you take that continuity away, away from one central planning, you start getting what happened with the DCU. Oh, I see what you mean. So it's like kind of a Sony is kind of like the hole in the water balloon or something like that. Correct, yeah. Because like already we saw in a very small sense, I know people are going to be like, oh, you're being nitpicky. Well, yeah, we're nerds. That's what we do. Um, but, Welcome to the show. Exactly. <laughs> but if you remember correctly, at the beginning of Homecoming, the dates were wrong. Ah, uh, yeah. The, and that was a very, very small thing, but that set back the MCU like two years in reality mm. and you had to change all around and and that was literally just the first scene of the first movie yeah, that yeah. involved Sony so imagine now at this point where they can do pretty much whatever they want inside their own movies but it's still tangentially uh, linked to this MCU thing yeah that's opened up Pandora's box now look I, 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 I think that's a cool way of doing things I'm excited that we're getting more um, more Spidey because you know Spidey's cool but yeah. when when you when your whole success is tied into a fluid, realistic, um, re- realistically defined universe where everything has consequences and makes sense to an extent, um, you're you're really playing with fire. So you know, three years. If it won't be the TV shows that are going to be on Disney Plus, it will be the Sony thing that will really start to hurt mm. uh, the MCU. Well, on that actually, have you seen the tr- the What's it called? They call it the big game trailer that yeah, went uh, out yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? We got a little look at, I say a very little look, at um, the Winter Soldier and Falcon series, the Scarlet Witch and Vision series, and Loki. Like, do you think they're kind of putting their feet right as far as those three projects specifically? I have, I have a lot to say, but I'm going to let Bring go first. Okay. We did not get a chance to watch them, so... <laughs> oh, you didn't? Yeah, no. Do you want to wing it? <laughs> Um, <laughs> how, how can you win? I'm sick of all the things. <laughs> and I will do a quick uh, look on my side here. I, it's a shame that on radio you can't put up one of those like kind of t- title card things while you're just like for 30 seconds. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> like one of those Monty Python and like in the Holy Grail type things. Yeah. Get that done. Well, then I'll do I'll do my thoughts first. Then it's okay. 
I was pleasantly surprised by what little I saw, mostly in the Vision and Scarlet Witch one, because they seem to be pitching it as like a proper 1950s, 60s, kind of one of those throwbacks and a nice house type thing. Mm. They've got her in the classic costume uh, from the comics and then also in the sort of 50s fashion. So oh, I'm... Me. Oh, I... oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure if that was planned or not, but that's the first two seconds if you're intrigued listening at home. Um, yeah, so it's that one seems to have a lot of personality about it, which I'll always rate. Um, the Winter Soldier one looks kind of in the same vein as the Captain America Winter Soldier film. More of that, that's grand. And Loki, there just isn't really enough to say yet, but it's Loki. People will turn up. What do you think, Dara? Um, I am on the same kind of wavelength as you. I really liked what I saw of uh, WandaVision. Mm. Um, I just, I was like, I fell in love with uh, Wanda for the first time. I was like, oh, wow, she's absolutely stunning. And I never noticed that before until, you know, this too. I was like, oh, that's cool, cool. Um, I'm intrigued to see what they do. It looks, I think a lot more clarity of that will will come when we have um, the Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. Because that's dealing with the multiverse and stuff like that. So what I think has happened there, they're hinting. I don't think it'll be as straightforward as you know, a leave it to beaver kind of show, you know? No, no, no. I think that's just kind of something that they'll touch on where it's like, this is a multiverse or it's a facsimile or something, you know, but I, I it's the most unique way. I think I've seen something like this being marketed. So it's, I'm really interested in that winter soldier and Falcon. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't have anything particularly against them, but I don't care. Like realistically, <laughs> um, I just don't. Uh, I'm like, you know, I don't, don't like, mm. you know, okay. And Loki, it's like, a ham- I think that'll be fun. Uh, like Dr. Like, um, Dr. Zemo, is, is, or Baron Zemo is yeah, yeah. in Winter Soldier. And I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, but again, it depends what they do because they kind of did everything they could with them without going full on comic. So if they go full yeah. on comic, then it, it could bring you back. But uh, you know, disrespect to the two lads in the series, but... I don't find them strong enough to be able to hold um, that kind of like top tier. And this is the problem that a lot of the new MCU is going to have because um, it, it feels like their B squad is out, you know, and none of them have done anything really yeah. to be like, this is, you know, we're here now. This is, this is, um, well, that's why they're the re- relegated to TV, isn't it? Yeah, but see, welcome back. Feel- yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't feel that way, right? And that, I think that's the biggest problem. You yeah. shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm watching something that's of lower quality. Because if you think about it, you know, it's the obverse of what we're getting with Star Wars, where The Mandalorian is the show to watch and everything else is just yeah. a horrible, horrific nightmare that never ends. Yeah, uh, well, I mean... Well, actually, I've got a co- I'm going to contradict you there, Dar, because I actually feel the opposite. My favorite Avengers were always Vision and Scarlet Witch, and I always found it frustrating that... Even though the films were done as well as they could, mm. they had this big crowd of characters that just for economic reasons could never really get center stage. Like Hawkeye, it took until the what, Avengers 4 for him to get some decent material to play with. So if they pick their characters carefully, I think it's a good opportunity to like give... Because like Elizabeth Olsen's a really talented actor. She's been in fantastic things like... So I think if if they do it right, it's an opportunity to kind of make the universe feel bigger and more lived in. And that 
is something the Mandalorian does mm. to Star Wars and arguably much better than the films, you know? Yeah, but I mean, there's always the risk of like a couple of the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where like it just kind of gets built up into something that just ultimately feels redundant when all you're kind of doing is get going. Yeah, yeah, that's something fair. Something that's supplementary to the, to the films and you're giving me all this other stuff to pay attention to now. And then like yeah. becoming a supplementary work then just becomes a very tacked on work to and doesn't feel supplementary mm. anymore. Like again, like the first like the first couple of seasons of Agents of the Shield absolutely are supplementary, but then they kind of um lose the rag of what they of what it's supposed to be. And that's always gonna be a concern with any of these shows. Like the reality is like I like like for me anyway, I'd be very interested to see what happens with um, uh, with uh, the Loki and um, and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier shows because I think it would be yeah. interesting, but it just it just depends what they do with them. You know like, what it feels like. Yeah, it feel it feels like you know when you know when there's like the main series of a comic, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you buy the spin off. That's kind of what it feels like. Where some like you get a really good spinoff, and then you get some lesser ones, and that's what I kind of mean. King. Like I love uh, Vision and Wanda. I think they're great. Uh, it's cool to see them getting kind of a, a good shake of the stick. Mm-hmm. I do think um, you know we'll see their characters like that as well. I think a Spider Man series would be much better on TV than as a movie. Like if you got yeah. like you know a, a, t- a ten part Spider Man series of him literally just being Spider Man in New York uh, would be a really cool way of going about it. But um, that's what this feels like and obviously it's to kind of carry people over while they're working on rebuilding the MCU because there's there's nothing really they could do now that would be like oh you know what are you going to do they had to make it small they really had to make it small and that's what they're doing and I think it's smart it's a really good way of doing things but I'm also just like is this oversaturation that's my that's my problem like Mm how much comic book stuff and I love comics right so everybody please calm down um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I love comics but I'm like how much of this is too much and yeah. I think having three series a mm. bunch of movies is you know it's like always said with the Matrix like you know yeah it's cool but eventually it reaches saturation point and that's kind of what I fear so mm-hmm. I, I think we're coming to the end of uh, Marvel Fever Pitch um, but we're not there just yet. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, like again, like I always go back to westerns to, as like the example because it's the only thing you can really compare it to in terms of like its fever pitch. And even with these shows, it's still never going. Like I mean, like unless Disney goes goes absolutely ape, it's never going to be as oversaturated as westerns were. Like yeah. you, like you know, if you had like you would have. Like we get what about maybe six superhero films a year now? Yeah, yeah. You would like at the height of its popularity, you were getting, um, you would get you would get like somewhere you could get somewhere as much as like twenty western yeah. films a year. But know? see, it was get, it was get, it was getting to that point, Bryn. Like yeah. remember, oh, if you if you if you wanted to, to have their own cinematic yeah. universe, yeah. But this <laughs> but this is what I'm saying though. It's like. You were getting as much as twenty Western films in a year. You also only had like um, during the height of the westerns. You only had something like I think six uh, channels in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. and 
all of them are carrying at least one Western TV yeah. in a primetime slot. That's a good point. Like, West, like, I mean, Westerns were so much more pervasive than yeah. the superhero will ever be. Yeah. And, and again, like, that's unless, Mar- unless uh, D- uh, DC and Warner Brothers decide to go absolutely ham. <laughs> like even then they're not all the tv channels in america actually can i just say on that they kind of did it's just they're so bad that people just kind of forget like i love crisis infinite it's my favorite comic series of all time i have all the original issues um you know in very good condition i have a full collection i've bought the series seven like several times uh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I hope everyone involved yeah. has a very bad career as a result, yeah, or at least, they haven't. or at least feels feels bad about what they've done. They probably won't. Well, they do now. You've just said it to them. But there you go. You, should, you made a bad series, and you should feel bad. He even made he even made Kevin Conroy, you know, like the new Finn, yeah, Mister um, Cookman. They they, they won't. <laughs> Sorry, Darren, Jesus. No, they won't. What they, what happened? They they won't they won't feel bad. This they should though. Happen. They should though. They should, but they won't. You know. Yeah. Uh, Greg Berlanti's on a tear to make almost everything he touches seem like it could and should be good, but probably won't be. Um, Here, well, here's what I'll say, just in defense of Marvel, um, in regards to the Western comparison. I think I may have said this on the show before, but I think Marvel within itself it has a style but all of its films and series are different genres so what i'm hoping marvel will be going forward is it'll be like that sort of video game star wars boom you had in the early 2000s where you could just pick if you wanted to play this or pick if you wanted to watch that and it didn't matter too much if you missed other things yeah. uh, like you could play star wars bounty hunter but not necessarily battlefront unlike say the netflix marvel thing where you had to watch all 10 to get to the big thing or all that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that's the model they'll use because if they try the Infinity Gauntlet thing again too soon, then yeah, that will oversaturate it too much. See, but they have said that everything is essential to watch. And that's my concern because... Ah, like, yeah. But, but, see, well, they would concern. say that, wouldn't they? Well, see, that's my concern, right? Because, you know, even going back to reading comics, like event books, mm. no one really reads all the all the event books because a lot of them are terrible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you have someone to read, for example, uh, in Crisis of Infinite Earths, right? You know, uh, when I say I'm, I'm a fan of it, I literally have all the random tie-in books where there's like a tiny little patch of the monitor and it's in G.I. Like GI, uh, GI Commando or whatever, you know? So, <laughs> or, or Ghost Tank and all that kind of stuff, you know? So, uh, it, this is what I mean. You know, you can pick up those stuff and get more out of it. I think that's a much more... Um, attractive way of doing things then you know oh you must watch all these shows because if you don't watch shows you're not going to be you're going to miss out on a huge plot point because yeah. that encourages two things one laziness because people just aren't going to do that and two uh, disinterest because they feel like they've been backstabbed like, like why would you spend uh, 20 euro going to the cinema when you can just read the spark spark notes online and yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I mean. It's just it's it's a ser- it's a, it's not a smart way of going. But I think the guys in Marvel obviously you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They paid the big bucks for it. So um I'm I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Like I mean it could it could turn out really, really well, but it's just hard to know at this point. Um Well that's worth saying in and of itself. This is this level of success is relatively unprecedented. Like yeah. 
Mm, right? the, the precedent that that has been set is like like it does have distinctions with it like the re, the, re, the when it comes to when it comes to how prevalent marvel films are and i know people do go on and on and say like it's so oversaturated but mm. in the confines of what there is like you know they're going like oh there's so many t- superhero tv shows it's like yeah but they're carried by like two channels like mm. does all the Warner Brothers superhero films or superhero shows, and mm. that's it. And then for uh, for Disney, that's pretty much like for Disney stuff. That's like Disney XD, and then there's nothing live action on ABC or any of the other ones. So yeah, yeah, two channels out of hundreds now. Oh, yeah, like you wow. know, like you, you can you can watch like I don't even watch TV. As I, what the main thing, <laughs> the main thing I've started watching really out of. I don't know, man. Like, I hate reality TV shows, but I'm really enjoying one specific show, and it's great. And uh, you know, I don't even know why it's good. I just enjoy it. And it's Undercover Boss USA. Is this real? I know you mentioned this before. Is this a real show? It is yeah, a real show. it's fucking. Oh, so, sorry. It's it's great. You know, like, sorry. Um, basically, the concept. Like, I didn't think it was real either. Until the the Kylo Ren thing, and the, when you watch the show, the Kylo Ren thing becomes funnier because it's so <laughs> like the show. And basically, what happens is they get a CEO from like a company. Like the last one I watched, there was the CEO of Yankee Candle, right? Oh, really? Yeah, it was quite good. And what they did was they put them into different parts of their organization. So like in a store, or they take them to like it's over a week. So over a store, and then they go to like a production environment and all this kind of stuff. And it's like you know just trying to get an insight into their company, right? That's the premise. And it's quite interesting, really, watching it, but it does kind of ham it up a bit because everyone has a sub story. It's like, oh, my God, my my dog got hit by my seven kids and we're losing our house. And you're like, listen, there's no, you know, it's hammed up a little bit. But the actual show itself, um, the premise of it's quite good. And, like, morbidly, I really enjoy the lads that really mess up, like, there was some lad and he's like working in Yankee County he's like I hate it here this is just a paycheck for me and your man is dev- <laughs> and the CEO is devastated and he's just like oh I have to let you go because you're not here and he goes what this is not my fault I don't like it here and it's just it's like just that kind of stuff is just crazy. oh he actually gets let go like oh so loads of people get let go yeah so there's- that's harsh yeah, but then, you know, the, the ones that have the sub story or that work well get like 20 grand or something from, from them, you know. It's, you know, in my shop, they have to warn you if like a mystery shopper is coming in. That is not on. Yeah, well, see, the, the cover is that it's, uh, they think they're on another TV show. They're on uh, okay. So they kind of get around that way. But to be fair, you know, it is what it is. And again, how much of this is actually like real is kind of, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But um, it, uh, the actual concept of it, you, you wouldn't it, once you binge like one or two seasons of it, you kind of get a bit, you know, used to the formula. But mm. that's the first thing I've watched in a while where I'm like, you know what, this is actually not bad. So, and the, it makes the Kylo Ren thing so much more funny because <laughs> they actually nail it really well. Key and Peel also did a uh, did a undercover boss one that's also really really good if you haven't seen it. Oh really? I haven't seen yeah. it. I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely do. Um, like, yeah, th- I remember. See- I remember seeing. Um, I remember like seeing people talk about like undercover boss shows. They would lo- like episodes they'd love to see done. Mm. Naturally, one that came up pretty quickly was Vince McMahon. Oh, that'd be great. 
people were going, really. but people were saying like the only reason why that wouldn't be good is because there's no way in hell Vince McMahon could not could hold in who he actually is. No way. <laughs> the, uh, I do. Like I know nothing about wrestling. I know about bloody Vince McMahon. Like yeah. to be fair, like some of them are great. Where like the lads who you know they just lose it. And they're like, I can't deal with this anymore. I have to reveal who I am. And then they do, and he absolutely rails some dude over. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but could you just imagine, like, a Vince McMahon one where someone sneezes? They go, like, hi, and someone sneezes, and then Vince just loses it straight away. <laughs> See, that's the appeal of the show. Like, the, the ones that I find really boring are the ones where they complete it without incident. I'm like, no, come oh, on. Yeah, of course. I, you know, because I, I, while I was um, marathon, while I was working through Terminator, mm. I, uh, I had it on. And I was just like, you know, have Terminator on one screen and looking at the, looking at undercover boss, you know. So definitely, guys, you know, it's it, I know it's a weird recommendation, particularly from a show like this, but uh, <laughs> have a good time. Where can we find it then? Uh, actually, it's on the four the all four app. Really? Yeah, yeah, the all four app is pretty weird, but <laughs> pretty great. It is like it's the weirdest it's the weirdest app ever because I like I got it when I was in Spain. So I could watch, um, what was it, Age of Apocalypse. Mm. And, uh, oh, yeah. I was just, I, I came across an ad for Undercover Boss on Facebook, obviously, because I was posting about, you know, the the, the SNL sketch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, streaming now on all four. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm, that's where you can watch it. For free. Yeah. It doesn't even cost you anything. Oh, yeah. You know what's really annoying, right? So, like. Just your time. Um, the, the like, <laughs> what's really annoying though, like out of all those uh, streaming services, like there's all four, which is great. Mm. There's um, like ITV have one, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Again, also free. Yep. And then the only the only um the only streaming service. Oh, that, let me guess. That I know a lot of people want here, and you can't uh. get it. The iPlayer from BBC. Oh, uh, no, so I thought yeah. you were going a different way with it. Well, you can. Yeah, but it, it involves um, our good friend, yeah, the Mr. VPN. The, the, the oh, I was going to say your good friend, friend. theoretical. Yeah. No, no, our, our good friend, uh, Mr. VPN. Yeah, okay. The secret yeah. ingredient is crime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, all the other ones are good, with the exception of the RTE player, which you get seven ads for Kerrygold, and then it just doesn't play. You're like, yeah, like, that was a thing for a long time. If you have ad blocker installed, it's yeah. a still a thing. It's yeah, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't you... watch the Eurovision on it. I remember that, yeah. But the, the, oh. thing, the thing that... The <laughs> what, thing what a sentence, King. What a sentence. The thing to remember here is I don't count the RT player as a player because that's right. too charitable to it. It doesn't Fair, play yeah. anything to Fair. be called it a player. It's well, no, a player name only. No, it does. It, it plays seven. Well, you need to have things in RCE first. That's the trick. <laughs> no, see, no, I, I take I take offense to that, uh, Bryn. It does. It is a player. It's a player for seven unskippable ads for Kerrygold in a row. I, I don't. I don't. I don't count an ad player as a player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing, right? It's so incredibly terrible. Despite the fact that we funded it and just bailed out RTE, and you're like, how is this still so bad, guys? Why can't you get your stuff together? What's going on? Spending two and a half hours watching one episode of Love Hate, (laughs) like because of ads. I I just okay, fair enough. Removing the ad blocker is okay, but here's the thing: the lads who coded it must have had enough self awareness to scan for an ad blocker, yet they can't you know, understand how UDP works. It's like, come mm. on, lads, what is going on? 
get your you know what together why are, there so are, you, many... are you making yourself self available to fix it up for a fee or yeah okay I'd, I'd fix it up but then I'd be upset for having agreeing to it so yeah <laughs> I would ask for stock but you know that's probably a bad thing you'd because... just be on the floor like Anakin Skywalker what have I done no if you if you got stock it'd probably be like um, what was it you know that bit in the Simpsons where yeah. it's like it's not how much stock you have it's how much copper wire you can get out of the building yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> copper wire you want then Orty is definitely the place to work there you go um, <laughs> like, I don't know if, I remember uh, I was given a uh, and I was given a tour of it before, and like I was told that like uh, they've had to raise the floor in the the back room so like about four or five times to get new cables in there. Oh, uh, the, like is it just cables after cables? But yeah, but, like it's like stratified cables. They've got cables from the seventies they haven't replaced. Oh, wow. just, for like all the data and stuff going through. So like yeah, it's if you want copper, that's where you go. There you go, lads. That's a yeah. that, that's the retirement. I'm sure that's someone's retirement, Greece. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like no one's been here for years, and nobody knows about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, like it's among my favorite top tips about uh, uh, top facts about RT. That and the fact that it isn't actually properly HD. <laughs> what they just they, trick everybody they, into? They, t- no, they, <laughs> they boost the signal to make it HD. Oh so well, HD. It's oh man! Only in Ireland. Only in Ireland. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> just, just remember as well. This is this is a broadcast company that um that has more revenue streams than your typical broadcast company does, and yet this is how it operates. It's also in- well, it's it's somewhat the only game in town though because there's just TV three and then TG four, which is specifically the Irish. You know, hold on, hold on. Because we're we because we're broadcasting, uh, allegedly. For theoretical purposes, for educational purposes, mm. and allegedly again. So mm. yeah, there we go. Yeah, all the provisos in the world. Yeah, if you could like edit that into the conversation like five times throughout. <laughs> <laughs> These are all allegedly unverifiable. and and we'll be fine. <laughs> Oh god! Ah, shut up, uh, lads, I wouldn't mind working for RT at some point in the future. Do you mind if we swap into Shurkan talk? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> from one from from one disaster that isn't run properly to what's going to be an awesome, well-run event. Yeah. I Take cannot notes. wait. I cannot yeah. wait. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Um, the, the the lads and ladies who are running this are super cool. Um, and you know what? It, it's great that they asked us to do a panel. Um, I'm excited for the panel. And um, yeah, it's going to be great because, you know, it's gonna, like a group therapy session, guys. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I think you should tell them what the pitch is, Dara. I feel like only you should tell them what only the pitch me? is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the pitch is, well, we did call it a post-mortem of Disney Star Wars, but yeah. it's more than likely going to be a group therapy session of Disney Star Wars. Yeah. So we're going to have a doll. And it's going to be like, where did the doll, t- where did the bad man touch you? It's really, um, it's really, really important that everyone knows that when they come in and they go to the panel, it's a very safe space. And <laughs> everyone, everyone gets a chance to speak, and you know we'll we'll get our feelings heard and listened to and acknowledged. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's a safe space for everybody, except for Kathleen Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> who won an award last night. And so congratulations, her. 
<laughs> and 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 who? And JJ Abrams. Oh, and JJ Abrams. Poor JJ. What are you gonna say if they turn up? Um, uh, I, I, I want my childhood back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just point at the screen and go, "This was bad, and you should feel bad." You should feel worse than the guys who made Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah. Because yeah, th- yeah, this hurt more. There was more writing on on the films they made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what, what, I'm, what I'm hoping is I'm hoping for anyone who's a fan of the expanded universe to show up uh, anyone who was a fan of the, of the actual movies so if you're a fan of Disney Star Wars please come along because um, you're going you're gonna to be upset um, but no, no not really I know, if anyone is a fan of Disney Star Wars um, still do come along anyway because we're going to try to make it as interactive as possible um, yeah. So, As we said, it is a safe space for opinions. Yeah, no, if you do yeah. like that, it's you know, it's fine. We will just you know vehemently disagree with you, and there may be shouting. But um. oh yeah, yeah, like uh, and we've been moved. We were initially on at eleven o'clock on Sunday, but now it's mm. two o'clock on Sunday. Mm. So that's mm. great. So that means we can actually like enjoy a bit of the panel, yeah. as, a bit of the con as well, guys. So I'm yeah. And uh, we're going to have, uh, in our next episode, we're actually going to have the creative team behind Shurikan on again. We're very Woo! excited for that. Woo! Because they are sound guys. We're not just saying that because they're friends, but they are genuinely great to hang out with. Like, great bunch of yeah. lads. Great, great bunch, bunch of lads. lads. The Shurikan, a great bunch of lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, should... my God. They need to put on a T-shirt so we can have it. <laughs> I think we should, yeah, I'll put in a word with them. Like, uh, I think I also want to give a shout out to uh, Straight Outta Canto. I don't know if the time on me, but she'll be doing a panel as well from our Nerd to Know Media team. Yep. Uh, uh, I think hers is a little bit earlier than ours, though. I think well, then that's fun. great. You can go see both then. Yeah, you can go see both. And then, kind of, after you're done, you can, you know, subscribe to the podcast and listen yeah. to those. Actually, we have, uh, yeah. Her new show is, is coming out like this week, I think, and apparently it's all zombie-related, so I'm excited. Oh, I've listened to the first two episodes. It's a fantastic podcast. I did get a bit queasy on the second one because it's about like very horror-y things, but yeah, it was a great listen. Man, Lisa gets so hardcore with her stuff. It's like, class. <laughs> I know, but she's, such a, but she's such a lovely kind of sweet person that when she's talking about it, you feel such conflicting emotions. Yeah, you're like this is horrific, but also like really good at the same time. So, yeah, like, like really uh, cute stand up, like a cute female stand up, do the most va- the most like a uh, vile and horrendous com- uh, comedy, and you're just like, ah, I'm laughing, but I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, like Wendy Shall in particular, for who's like the voice of like Gravity Falls and all that kind of stuff. She does very kind of body humor and that kind of stuff, but the voice makes it funny. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh so well. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, like, if you haven't listened to it and you listen to our other shows, you know, make it your your business check it out because they usually drop on Tuesday mm. is when uh, her shows usually go out. So mm. it's nice in the middle. And they're on Spotify on the same page as us. They are, yeah. So if you're if yeah. you're already subscribed to us, well, they're on everything. If you're on iTunes or anything, that's the same. But uh, yeah, so that's that's my plugs. If you haven't got your ticket for yeah. Shurikan, do. Yeah, it's 15th and 16th. We're on the 16th at 2 o'clock. I also want to give a shout-out to Mannequin Blue, who's been on our show before. She'll be possibly hanging out with us on the panel. We're not sure, but she will be there. She's a balloon artist, and she is fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, apparently, there's a surprise as well. She's going to be a, uh, an unspecified Disney character, Disney Star Wars it character. Will be, I, I will keep it a surprise for you. You're going to have to just see on the day. 
Right, I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, no, when when I saw her as um, what was a rainbow dash? I was like, that's pretty cool, man. You know? Oh, that, and that know, was yeah, that was great. But I didn't get to see her all day because she was just mobbed by people in the lobby <laughs> for the whole thing. You know, you know the work that she goes through. And if anyone hasn't listened to the show that we had with with her, where she talks about the process of that stuff, I'm like, mm. that's that's class. So fair play. Yeah. Uh, what else? I can I can drop one surprise on the Saturday when we're not doing the panel, but she'll be there. She will be possibly going as a Cubone from Pokemon. Oh, class. oh wow! That's can nice. you imagine the balloon skull like? I can, yeah, I can. <laughs> um, one other plug that I have, other than by Terminator Resistance, yeah. um, is Oh Shock. The whole series is free on PSN at the moment, so. Yes. Yeah, if you're on Are you PSN. serious? Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bioshock, I was, I've been playing it the entire show. So, um, <laughs> if, if you are a fan of Bioshock 1, 2, and Infinite, it's all free now if you're on PS Plus. And Sims 4. Sims 4 is also free. So Sorry, you're free. a fierce multitasker. I mean, I know you were talking earlier about watching the undercover boss and, like, playing the game at the same time. But, like, how do you do that? Oh man, it's just practice. Work in IT, you, f- you figure out how to do loads of things at once. Yeah. Isn't that right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, man. You know, it's just the way it is. But yeah, yeah like it's weird though. I, I Playing games that way ruins them for me because I'm not fully invested. I'm kind of yeah. like, you know, what, for example, there are big emotional beats in Terminator that I missed because I was invested in Undercover Boss. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, you're getting your $10,000 because your, your mom is sick that's cool you know you're that's a cool, cool boss you know and then at the yeah. end of Terminator's you know killing your one you're like oh alright well I can't be there in both places so fair enough oh fourth wall break Katie has just messaged who she's going as in the Star Wars thing and I'm excited oh, Dara no. you, may, you may hate it oh no <laughs> that's a clue oh no <laughs> would have hated. Don't worry, it's not it's not a balloon Kathleen Kennedy. Your grand. That's what like, I was gonna but... say. I guess it's gonna be balloon <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was just gonna say it's the balloon Kathleen Kennedy. Oh well. I, I, I think if America would really hate on that scale is if she made a balloon frame by frame remake of of uh, the Disney Star Wars films. Oh, like just like with like little like snapshots of the films, like. Yeah, uh, like like a storyboard yeah. <laughs> of well, a scene for scene remake of The Force Awakens, which is in fact a scene for scene remake of A New Hope. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, guys, do you have anything to plug before we we wrap up? I did, and it slipped out of my brain. Bryn, you go first, and it might come back. I literally, have nothing to plug anymore. Um... Uh, <laughs> in that in that case, we may have I don't I won't say a name yet just in case, but we may have some new people joining the Nerd to Know Media family. We will be plugging that a bit more in the next two weeks. But yeah, we are looking to expand. So Dara, let us know where people can find out all of our plans as we're going up on the social media and all that. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah. So if you are looking to the best way to reach us is to just go on to nerdtonomedia.com. Um from there there's links to our social media, Nerdtono Media on Facebook, Nerdtono Media on Instagram, Nerdtono Media at gmail.com, Nerdtono Media on Twitch, Nerdtono Media on YouTube. Basically, you put that in, you're gonna reach us. Um best way to contact us is through our Facebook page or Instagram. And if you forget all that, nerdtonomedia.com because it's gonna expand and that's great to hear as well, Keen. So um yeah, everybody keep it here yeah excellent then from nerd to know media i've been keanu calcon thank you for joining us say goodbye guys 
Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Nerd to No Media on 92.5. Can I start again? Box, box, box. Cotton the ropes, cotton the ropes. One week, I'll get that right on the first go. Phoenix 92.5 FM. It's our king. There, there, used, there used to be a wrestler called Sinkara, and his entrance was he'd, he'd jump, he'd try to jump over the ropes, yeah. but every time he'd miss and hit the ropes, so he had yeah. to fill him at like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did 20 takes, some, and that was the best one. At some point, we'll also have to show you the glory that is the Shockmaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's tragically funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said you've kept it to an hour because every week I tell Stevie oh, I'll be back in an hour and she goes no you're not I'll be two and then like she's put ten quid in it tonight and I quite fancy winning that ten quid alright but, but tell her the time starts from now because I'm keeping it cause yeah, yeah yeah no I, as, as long as I'm back by 11 I get free coffee tomorrow oh nice okay well don't worry I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to an hour we're <laughs> gonna make a point of it uh, yeah <laughs> oh by the way hold on before we go is Stevie on the panel because she has to be uh, I'll ask her. Honestly, it depends on the baby's behavior. Baby can be on the panel too. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, mind. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm okay with, with like her chiming in. Uh yeah, I'll guess the Shurikan lads put out three extra chairs. Then we'll invite Lisa, make it seven. Have two people who've never seen Star Wars <laughs> this watching. Is three or four people rage about it. This is quite literally going to be group therapy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, I, I kind of think we could get the title changed to be, instead of being the post-mortem, just calling it group therapy over Star Wars. Yeah. Well, okay. group therapy is when we start the weekly meetings. I, I think my trauma with, with Star Wars began on. <laughs> the bad man touched me here. <laughs> Pointed to your heart. <laughs> Darth Vader was in a hallway. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, you need to get um, Stevie in the, uh, in on that. Like that, this needs to happen. Okay. I'm quite insistent. I'll, I'll tell her as soon as we're off the chat then. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but I need someone to be like more upset than me, so I just you'll just get that aids. I promise you that much. Do you want us to bring our purple lightsaber as well? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> it's so funny. Stevie keeps trying to play with it, but every time we turn it on, the noise makes uh, the Baba cry. So she's got this, like, cr great Christmas present that's being held hostage by her firstborn. Oh, well. That's, like, on purpose. Maybe she knows. She's like, Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's totally on purpose. Disney Star Wars was too bad. You don't deserve to enjoy this. <laughs> Alright, okay. Right, let's back to you. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. <laughs>